Hi, here's Florian, and I'm today here with a new guest, with Lubo Miller. So, introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Lubo Miller, and I'm the founder of Plan A. Plan A is the first fundraising and action platform in the fight against climate change. Um, we organize monthly campaigns uh, for which we fundraise for environmental organizations that deal with uh, issues related to climate change. Awesome. So can you tell us something about yourself, about your story, how you got to this point? So, yeah, um, well, Plane is a Berlin <laughs> company these days, but actually I moved one year ago from London after being for 12 years there. I'm originally from Bulgaria. Um, and for the 12 years that I was in London, I worked across investment banking, fintech, um, and um, VC. Um, and I kind of ended up in one of those situations where destiny pushes you to learn about a topic and get excited and, you know, uh, maybe feel the drama of what a particular issue is and claim it as your own mission. Uh, and this is how I became... Um, the founder of Plan A. Uh, essentially, I had been introduced to the green topic uh, from friends in um, the UK, uh, but probably the most striking uh, experience that pushed me to quit my job and start my own company was a trip to Morocco, uh, where I went to pretend I can surf, <laughs> but actually I was uh, just learning, to, taking baby steps to learn how to surf. And Well, waiting for my friends who were more experienced um, when the waves were a bit too big for what I knew, um, how to do it. I was reading my book and I started looking around and I saw a lot of trash. And for one hour and a half, I collected six big bags filled with uh, shoes, plastic bottles that were burned, construction materials, um, like just any kind of uh, item you can think of that we can, you know, see in the supermarket and uh, would have to dispose somehow, but not always apparently. Um, and after that, I basically just came back to London and decided to quit my job. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not going to let this continue. Because um, in London also, what was expecting me was a lot of waste. London is a very dirty city. Uh, which I don't know if your audience has noticed when they've been there on trips, but please pay attention next time. Um, and I started looking into the options of how I can build the company and what is the best environment to do this. Um, and after talking to a lot of lawyers, actually, to figure out where is the best place to register my company, a lot of them um, told me that I should consider either France or Germany. Uh, and the fact that I spoke German was kind of uh, what pushed me uh, to consider a place in Germany. I already had some friends in Berlin, so I decided to um, move to Berlin, register the company. And for the six first, the first six months of my journey, I was by myself, so I didn't have any help. There was one Plan A volunteer who was based in France, uh, who's now a full-time employee. He was uh, the first Plan A employee. Uh, and since then, the company has grown to 10 people. We have uh, funding that we got from um, an angel when I was still in London. Um, and uh, yeah, this is where we are today. So how were you able to get funding in such early stage? Uh, because you didn't even start it in London, I think, during this time. So how, how was this process for that? 
Um, I did start it in London, but at that stage, the company was just, um, you know, me working in a cafe and doing a lot of research and talking to NGOs and um, people that donate to try to understand uh, what gets them excited about uh, getting involved with an issue. Uh, but what got funding uh, was the impact aspect of Plan A. So, as you know, funding... Uh, Rounds are not the most exciting part of a journey. They're quite uh, challenging because you need to professionalize uh, a lot of aspects of the way you do stuff in order to be able to explain your vision and mission um, going forward. So um, what kind of sold uh, to my to the Plan A Angel investor, uh, the idea behind what we do uh, was the kind of mutual passion when it comes to fighting climate change. Um, she's incredibly um, active in the space and uh, has quite a lot of influence on the topic and um, has opened a lot of doors since. Uh, so, yeah, I think the impact aspect has been the most important one. Cool. So how does it, how did it felt to grow so fast? Like uh, 10 employees in six months was, was quite a speed. Um, one thing that has driven me personally to be uh, doing this is uh, actually the capacity to dedicate my own knowledge and expertise into the fight for climate change and be as efficient as possible um, with it. Uh, climate change is something we cannot underestimate. It's something that is very difficult and it requires all the expertise. doesn't matter if it's tech, doesn't matter if it's, you know... Um, fundraising, marketing, like any typical uh, aspect of a company building. And um, I just decided to apply my knowledge uh, to the topic and find an angle which is innovative to it um, or different, so to say. And this has excited a lot of people. We've organized last month, for example, in Berlin, a festival which involved art, uh, a party even, um, panel discussions um, and movie screenings. Uh, we partnered with companies like Patagonia, uh, Quartiermeister for the Berlin listeners, probably a kind of a known brand, uh, and also quite a lot of other brands. And we gathered over 700 people and kind of, mm, it, why I'm saying this is the company has grown so fast because the sense of urgency is big and people do want to dedicate their time and effort from all sides of the story. Um, on one side, you have the people that work immediately for the company, but then on the other side, you have actually the donors and also just the audience because not everyone has to donate, but um, kind of, yeah, this is the main channel for us to um, get money for the environment organizations that we work with. So the, the sense of urgency is what has uh, gotten us uh, so quickly where we are, I guess. So um, raising money also like uh, in the in, um, environmental sense is quite a challenge because there's like a lot of people trying to raise money for s certain issues. So what was your tactic to to um, get your to make this happen for you? Mm -hmm. the, the absolutely, absolutely correct. And it's not only uh, it's even more challenging uh, when you're at such a young stage, so founder, like you know all that uh, stuff. Um, for me, the winner was the uh, the fact that the person that I was speaking to kind of got excited about me um, kind of leading this project and 
Um, also, the idea itself was quite of a... Uh, it gave a different angle to the climate change fight. What is typical for the climate change fight these days is, um, as you probably know, the biggest contributors to climate change fighting are governments. Um, and they are the ones that, you know, um, dedicate the most monetary contributions to the topic. Next comes corporates, then it comes households. Um, and this, uh, the angle that we take is totally different. What we do is we engage businesses and individuals by giving them the exact amount of um, excitement about a topic because we speak in a very positive manner about nature, we speak in a very engaging manner about the issues. We tell people stories and we gather all the experts. We have the academics on one side, we have the people that are on the field and know how to deal with planting trees or um, you know, saving communities or helping communities uh, with their struggles with regards to climate change. And we want to be the meeting point between all aspects of climate change. Climate change is not an issue only for me and you. It's an issue for every single person, every single organization, every single government. So I think this was the main uh, main reason why we um, ended up with funding at an early stage. Um, the storytelling aspect was definitely the winning point and also the big vision uh, that we kind of continuously are building on a daily basis today as well. So yeah, you, so you motivate uh, the parties to go uh, with you because you're telling a story, a positive story, and you have a vision behind it. Yes, and also something that is kind of the secret sauce since a few months uh, uh, is we are actually building an algorithm that can predict uh, where um, the climate change fight has to be done in a certain manner. So what I mean by this is we have country heat maps that allow us to say Germany has to deal with its waste management with its energy mix and with another few things, but we kind of prioritize issues related to climate change using technology that is publicly available, so uh, harnessing kind of uh, what research has already been done. So this is, but I, I mentioned this only now because this is something that it's still um, at a baby stage for us, and at this stage it feeds our own choice of our campaign. So. For example, uh, the next campaign that we're going to have is about German bees. Um, fact, side fact is that 99% of beekeepers in Germany are doing this as a hobby. Yeah. Uh, sadly, this is not something that is as uh, profitable as a business uh, as it used to be, and they're struggling a lot. So uh, our algorithm gave us kind of the clue that this is something that is very important for Germany and we want to reintroduce wild honeybees with the help of a partner organization called Stadtbienen okay. um, that is based in Berlin. Very nice guys. Uh, Johannes, the founder, uh, incredibly passionate uh, beekeeper himself from a beekeeping family. Uh, the campaign after is about plastic um, in the Indian Ocean. Um, so yeah, kind of this is, uh, this is the secret sauce. <laughs> awesome. So what was the trick in the beginning time to... Um to stay focused and to to work yourself through the start mm -hmm. issues? Um, this is a really good question because for me, the biggest problem probably in the first months, when I was still in London even, um, was the fact that 
uh, I had to like tap myself on the shoulder for achieving something that I thought was some sort of an accomplishment within doing research or trying to understand an issue, uh, but also like, you know, challenge myself on certain ideas. And whenever you don't have the um, capacity to know if you are even reading the right research, if you're following the right uh, university or line of thought with regards to a problem or technology building, um, it's quite challenging. What uh, helped me to stay focused was... uh, that I had a very big discipline about uh, on daily basis, even when I was working at home, I would make sure that, that I would have at least one or two meetings outside of the house with people that would be beneficial to my understanding of the problems. Because I come from a finance and business background and I was trying to like dive deep into understanding what, why is a lemur important to Madagascar and why is plastic such a huge issue in the oceans all across the planet. Um, and you can't just do this with, you know, using internet and uh, TED Talks or something that, you know, uh, Wikipedia. Um, so this was kind of what kept me intact. And um, I think it, um, it is what got me through this kind of difficult moment. Yeah, awesome. It's like a good idea to always uh, keep your contact to the outside world and don't <laughs> be uh, trapped in your mind and in your yeah. computer. Um so where do you see the future like what are your biggest challenges today and where you want to be in five years um i see the future from two sides one side is obviously um climate change so we have a few scenarios and um mainly uh they're not positive because we're kind of doomed in any case but where the power within us lies is the possibility for us to be um, active already today on the topic with the smallest actions um, which is what we as a company want to introduce as an idea to people we do a lot of events we do a lot of documentary screenings we do a lot of like you know we give a lot of opportunities to people to donate and um, also engage by volunteering or you know finding uh, a way to be of use uh, with their own actions. Uh, So this is our opportunity today. But if we don't take it, we are likely to go into an even more doomed reality than the one we've been even told. Um, Because the statistics are right, but they're also quite... uh, showing quite big ranges of possibilities of things to happen. And I can say with a lot of confidence that we're more on the negative side of, uh, you know, reality if we don't do anything and we're not doing enough. Um, This is for climate change. When it comes to plan A, um, I want us to keep the speed. I can see the trajectories, like the positive one, the good one, and the companies um, as a company, as a culture, as a team, as, you know, incredibly positive, incredibly enthusiastic and uh, super dedicated to the topic. Also a lot of jokes, like a good sense of humor in the whole team. So we know how to uh, keep the mood up. Um, So I want us to continue with this. And um, from a tech side, I want this algorithm to start fueling the decisions of government. This is kind of where the vision is and where we lie, because um, There is a lot of data that doesn't get to be used um, and we want to give uh, any stakeholder the opportunity to be informed 
backed by data about what the problem is. Um, and we want to be in the middle of this discussion so that we engage all of these people and all of these organizations we already partner with and we will partner in the future. Yeah, makes sense. What is your favorite book? I'm reading at the moment something that is uh, quite interesting and I think it could be quite exciting for someone that is going maybe to, through a transition of understanding the, the kind of their part in the whole big picture and uh, how us as a humanity have gotten to this new kind of consciousness and new mindset about uh, reality. It's a book called How Soon Is Now by Daniel Pinchbeck. Um, he's quite of an um, interesting character. Uh, he speaks a lot about, you know, um, how your individual journey can lead you through a path of understanding um, the world differently very quickly. Um, he speaks about his own spiritual transformation, but also about like you know what us as a like what us as uh, history um, and have gone through in order to get to where we are not now, and uh, what are the challenges that sit in front of us. And obviously, he speaks a lot about climate change and uh, also this new level of consciousness that speaks less about money but more about impact, purpose, action. Um, and I would definitely recommend this one. Um, and, you know, um, I, I would think that it has um, allowed me to question myself a lot on the way I am, even after I've started Plan A, quit my job or whatever, um, by its way of, you know, engaging the whole humanity and the history that we have. Awesome. So what is your tactic to keep sanity between work and free time? Hmm. Uh, I'm really passionate about what I do, so I think uh, I kind of wouldn't speak about the balance because I do spend a lot of time even during the weekends going on little tours around Berlin and uh, finding different companies we can engage with and different partners that we can uh, get involved in all the initiatives that we have. Um, but what definitely keeps me kind of um, intact when it comes to, you know, having a balanced mind and balanced body is uh, yoga. I do a lot of yoga and uh, also um, going going in nature. It might sound like a cliche, but uh, I think um, spending time in nature, even if it's for one day, like it just makes your mind work in a different way. Um, and now that I've been getting so deep into climate change, we've been talking so much with the team about wildlife. We already did two campaigns on wildlife, one about lemurs, another one about tigers, elephants, and orangutans uh, in Africa and Asia. Um, I've been also noticing a lot of things that, you know, happen to you when you go in nature. So like, you know, Germany has incredible birds, for example. And ever since I've moved here, I've been going uh, to different places in different forests and been noticing these like little creatures that are so beautiful. Um, so yeah, I think connecting to nature, doing yoga, uh, and has helped me keep a balanced head. But yeah, that, that's kind of it. Awesome. And my last question <laughs> is, uh, if you could go back in time and talk to your 20-year-old self, what you would tell her? Mm. Be calm <laughs> in the sense that um, if there's anything that I was uh, worried about when I was 20, was like, what's going to happen? How is it going to work out? Am I making the right choices? Uh, is this 
path that I'm choosing uh, in terms of education, which was international business in German, the right one, uh, would this lead to the right results? Um, I think uh, life is quite of a fantastic journey and um, it always is better than you would have expected with all the challenges and with all the obstacles that it offers. Uh, and one thing that I would tell myself is to be calm and, you know, be just um, excited about what's going to happen because um, we do have a lot of power in our hands when we're building this journey. Uh, but there's also always a little moment of serendipity and it always works out the best for you. So, yeah, keep a positive head and be calm. Awesome. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you next time, guys.